<sighs> nice woman, that Rachel. Best looking mayor I've ever seen. She's got my vote. Mm-hmm. Twice. All right, guys. There you go. I don't have to do it. Okay, Harry. Bingo. If this mound's gonna rock and roll, we're gonna know about it. So how was dinner last night, Harry? <clears throat> Terry, why don't you just give it a break and stop trying to fix me up, eh? Whoa, 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 whoa. I have great taste in women. When have I ever steered you wrong? Yeah. What about Astrid? What about Astrid? I thought the two of you would have a lot in common. She said she was into rocks. Crystals, Terry. Crystals. Not rocks. Crystals. Hello everyone, welcome back to Look What You Made Me View. This is the podcast where volcanoes be blowing, in the movies we be showing. I'm Kaylee. I am Ryan, the volcano. (laughs) I don't know how to tell you this, but I never really liked your coffee. Oh. (laughs) This week we watched Dante's Peak, starring Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton. Brosnan and Hamilton. Yeah. The matchup we never thought we wanted. <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm still not sure why oh, it happened. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to start with the back of the box and then we'll get into it. Without warning. Well, hey, wait a minute. Oh, oh, okay. Four stars. Unforgettable. The impact is truly awesome. Yeah. Michael Medved. Medved? Yeah. You from know the New York Post? From the Medved. He couldn't get um, Ebert? To do the review? Ebert probably didn't like this. Um, Maybe not. Maybe not. All right. Back of the box says, without warning, day becomes night. Air turns to fire and solid ground melts beneath white hot lava. From director Roger Donaldson comes an adrenaline pumping adventure starring Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton. Welcome to the town of Dante's Peak, where a long dormant volcano is about to erupt with devastating force. Who will survive when the inferno unleashes its fury? The answer will leave you breathless, and the special effects will blow you away. (laughs) Just pause on everything real quick. I love that the summary is like clickbait article titles. Yeah. It's like, who will survive the (laughs) inferno? The answer will leave you breathless. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is meant to be scandalous. It is scandalous. Why did we put Pierce Brosnan with Linda Hamilton? I don't know. Everything about this is bizarre. Yeah. Um, Them running around in the town together is scandalous, <laughs> according yeah. to the townspeople. Anyway, Ryan. Oh, okay. What is your summary? I didn't realize people judge them like that. That one lady was being like snooty about it she was like in their business you called her a cock blocker at one point several times yes several times all right ryan your summary for the film all right uh i will say if um i have to describe this like somebody on the quick i'm gonna say oh yeah it's like terminator but (laughs) the mountain is the terminator (laughs) (laughs) but it's like terminator too because it's melting Oh, well, I guess that's part of it. But I I found it to be more like the original Terminator. Really? Yeah. 
Okay, how so? Um, well, I guess no. No, you're right, because little John Connor's in this. Little John L- Connor's little, is in basically this. Basically, Eddie Furlong is in this. Yeah. 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 Um, James Foley, John Foley, what, what is the kid's name? Uh, he looks like a cross between... Jeremy Foley. Jeremy Foley. Yes. Um, I thought even like up to this morning that this character was Joseph Gordon Levitt yeah, as gonna, a baby. I was gonna say he's a cross between JGL and uh Eddie Furlong, also known as Yeah, Eddie Furlong. <laughs> yeah, he is who he is. Not John Connor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no introduction yeah, needed. Eddie Furlong. Uh but yeah, there's some cross contamination here. Uh, visually, and of course, with the direct uh, correlation of Linda Hamilton being involved. But uh, yeah, th- this was weird. Yeah. This was a weird one. Yeah, I adore this movie. I love it. All right, give me some background. It's so emotional. All right. I love films like this in general. I feel like this is a film. I That, that seems to be the truth. Because yeah. I, I'm starting to feel like we've seen a lot of stuff like this. We saw um, Elijah Wood. His film, it was a film I picked. I can't think of the name of the movie. A Deep Impact. (laughs) Deep Impact. He was in that? Elijah Wood. Damn, I'm forgetting all this stuff already. Yeah, man. Um, Twister. One of my top yes, five movies. this feels movies. like Twister. Yeah. Big time. I yeah. love movies like this. Like, I go to be amazed. I go to be wowed by the cinema and the effects yeah. and the drama. Yeah. Um, And I just really like Pierce Brosnan. I'm sorry. Mamma Mia, it slaps. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. That should be the back of the box rating. Right. Mamma Mia, it slaps. (laughs) You're actually talking about Mamma Mia. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I like this movie. I watched it pretty young. I don't know. I might have been 10, I guess. Um, My neighbor had it. And this is one of my neighbor's favorite movies. And that one line, coffee, coffee, coffee. Um, stuck out in my mind. So I realized that um, I'm good. Like, my life is good. Okay. Everything's good. This rewatching this movie has put me in a state of peace. Oh. Because I have achieved my life goal. And that is? To work at a coffee shop. That was my life goal. Oh. And I've done it. And now I can retire very happily. Isn't that like the white girl army, though, is to be a barista? <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> you- you, were, you had to do that. It's like yeah, it's a requirement. You cannot your service exist as a, as, as a lady, a white lady American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all other countries have like mandatory service requirements. That's why there's so many coffee shops everywhere now. They're fucking everywhere, and this is meant to take place in the Cascades. Cascades, the Cascades. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. It's filmed in Wallace, Idaho, and Mount St. Helens. Told you. Yeah, so yeah. you said Idaho, and then you... I said Washington, and then yeah. I said, well, it could be Idaho, I guess. And then we're on top of Mount St. Helens, and we look out, and there's Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. You called it. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Like, now that I'm watching this movie, having been to Mount Rainier, having been to Washington, and seen Mount St. Helens from afar... I feel like, really, my life is complete, and I can just be a lazy human being for the rest of my life. But also, having been there and been hiking in the woods and such, 
you know damn well you're not driving a car through that motherfucker. Fuck without no. <laughs> without hitting something very quickly. There are old ass trees everywhere. Everywhere, downed trees everywhere. Yeah. There's no way you're not going to die. Nah, no, nah, there's a scene in this where it, where I just, it drove, a lot of this movie drove me nuts. And we'll get into that uh, <laughs> as we move through it. Where do you want to start? All right. Um, I just, I like talking about the opening sequence of every movie we watch, just because I feel like it's the most forgotten part of a film, right? Uh, well, I would argue that it is a, a good rewatch. It's going to have a good opening scene. You know yes. what I mean? Like a film you like rewatching probably starts well. Uh, name a good opening scene. I mean, Ferris Bueller is tops, Boom. but it's tops, but it's tops, but the top of the butt is the best part. We know this. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I can't tops. argue with that. Thank you. I mean, if you're going to give me top, yeah, or bottom butt, yeah. No, you know what? A mid butt might be best butt. <laughs> I would rather have like butt hanging out of short than plumber butt. Okay. I feel like another podcast has done <laughs> a similar exploration of the locations of the butt. Yes. And we should stop that right away. <laughs> We're good. Moving on. Uh, it's cool. We're flying over the clouds and I'm immediately like, yeah, this is film. Okay. I, I'm in for whatever drama. Yeah, but that's not where we really start, is it? Oh, no, yeah. we, we literally start there, but then... In the clouds. Then where do we go? Kelly? Then um, we see that uh, the music director for this is John Frizzell. Frizzle? I okay. don't know how to pronounce his last name. And we've been seeing his name, like, a lot of late. Word. Shout out to this guy. He did the theme for, like, Duncanville and Beavis and Butthead oh, no and, shit. like, a ton of other shit. He's a cool Very nice. guy. I will research him some more later. Well, this this music is kind of your typical uh, disaster movie, high tension, uh, you know, um, high pitched strings and things. It's yeah. not that special. It's um, I don't know, more nineties John Williams. I guess it's like it's very specifically there's, a nineties film. Yeah, score. there's so there's so much from the time, but also I mean, if you think about like the Michael Bay type stuff. Um, any oh. big action slash disaster type thing? I think the Christopher Nolan, blah, the, blah. yeah, that's iconically 2010, you know, that's the tens blah. for sure. Yeah. I'm in it. It's cool. We have to start all of these action films in the nineties, early two thousands immediately with death. Right. Somebody beloved must die. Yeah, it's not Pompeii, but it's basically Pompeii. It's basically, I thought it took place in Italy. I even said, like, you asked me, where, like, was where does this take place? Colombia. 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 Huh, okay. And then big explosion, and the guy's girlfriend, Miriam, dies. Mm-hmm. Tragically. Yeah. They're, like, driving away. And she gets hit in the head with a rock and <laughs> dies. <laughs> like, this shit is so fuck. crucial, dude. Like, I was cracking up. I had to... <laughs> it just... It was so... It's so typical of these action movies um, to try to heighten tension. Mm -hmm. And then they do something so ridiculous. Yeah. As in, like, a meatball-sized chunk of rock... <laughs> 
flies through exactly where she's sitting in the in the roof of the you know through the roof of the truck. Yeah. Um, and and kills her like it basically shoots her in the head. It's weird because they're putting the giant plot hole for the whole entire film in the beginning of the film, like. Why did nobody else get hit in the head with a giant rock in this movie? Because oh, they it, should be fucking everywhere. I think every, I think a lot of people died in that particular explosion. Not just her, of course. I'm talking about, you know, explosion number two. Not to spoil anything, but there's another volcano in this movie. They didn't make this movie, yeah. They, they, the only thing that would make it interesting is if this happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it took me... It, took a little bit for it to sink in that this is basically Digman, if anybody listening has seen the show Digman. And everyone um, should. And I'm not spoiling anything, necessarily, uh, because it happens in the first episode. Um, like, the love of his life dies as they're escaping a volcanic explosion. He's yeah. he's not a, a volcanologist, a Vulcan. He's an Arky. He's an Arky, yeah, Digman. Mm-hmm. Is an archie, uh, but either way, uh, they lose their significant others in a similar way. It all kind of starts the same way. There's a very significant difference as well mm. that I will not spoil. Yes, but Twister starts the same way. If I meet Neil Campbell, I'm going to ask him, "Did you guys rip off this? <laughs> At least a little bit. This death the scenario. I um, hope so because this film fucking rocks. Does it? I mean, yes. there's a lot of rocks there in it. There is so many rocks. I'm glad you picked up on my pun. Tons of rocks. This movie is great. Yeah. So, flash forward four years later, we see Pierce Brosnan, like, pushing him out, doing some push-ups, like, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> He's like, if you had not been doing the motion of push-ups, like, I would have thought you meant pooping. Yeah, I mean, he's making noises like he pushing is. Pushing him out. Like, he's got... The spicy poops. Oh. He's, he's going for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not hitting the floor or anything. He's not doing proper push-ups. It's cardio, man. He's doing cardio it was, push-ups. Yeah, it, it was, I, support. I believe that Pierce Brosnan chaotic. knows how to work out. Work out? Yeah. I mean, he's holding uh, it together. Uh, he, he knows work out. enough. I think so. And he gets a call. Apparently, he's supposed to be on vacation. He gets a call, and the guy, uh, his boss... He's like, hey, man, you got to come in here. There's some weird shit happening down at Dante's Peak. Go check it out. <laughs> and they talk about how he should be taking a vacation. Yeah, but he got called from his vacation. It's very confusing. It is. even he says some shit like, well, maybe I could do some work while I'm on vacation or something. Like, I don't know. It, there was some way that they were trying to make it make sense and any, it doesn't yeah any comedy in this film is office comedy i don't know that there is any comedy in this movie there is because there's the helicopter pilot we'll jump ahead real quick and he cracks a joke while he's flying them up to the mountain and he's like uh, if i have to fly during my break i expect overtime and ha 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 that's the office humor Right? That no, is, I think that was a legitimate um, labor issue. He says, you're not going to make me work on my lunch break, basically. Yeah. I get paid overtime if I work through lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, that's the only comedic I found that stuff. to be a, a great commentary about the workforce. It really is. And, and then, um, <laughs> jumping ahead a little bit more, uh, the guy breaks his leg, helicopter has to come in on the quick, uh-huh. and then they're like, oh, man, the fucking... Pilot wants to renegotiate his rate. Yeah. And that's supposed to be like the little ounce of comedic relief. 
any, it, yeah, I think that's funny. Any jokes here are office humor. This is a very like adult film, huh. not an adult film. Yeah, I didn't get much humor at all from this thing, man. Yeah, this is a film for like very serious business people. <laughs> That's how I felt when I was watching it as a kid. I was like, oh, overtime. Yeah, I know what that is. Cool. You knew what that was? This is an adult film. Yeah, of course. This is an adult film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm breaking I, the rules right now. I felt really grown up. It is rated R. I felt really grown oh. up watching. Is it? Yes. Poor K. Um, death. A woman dies from acid. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's go back to the top where basically it all starts. There's a couple that is enjoying a hot spring. Oh yeah. A little date at the hot springs. They get a little nudie, but we don't see anything. And then they get a bunch of heat up in that booty. Oh my God. It's just like lava gets up in the water or something. I don't know exactly what happened. scared me. Yeah. Same neighbor who loved this movie owned a hot tub. I was terrified of that hot tub. <laughs> it's not the same, Kayla. I know it's not, but like to a 10-year-old, you yeah, think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was a 10-year-old, anything that had water in it with a hole in the bottom, yeah, was suspect. Yes. Right? I will say, mm-hmm. no natural hot tubs for me. No, no. Nope, hot, not doing it. No hot springs? No hot springs for me, buddies. But we're going to go to Iceland. Oh, maybe out there. Yeah, exactly. But bish, if it's on a mountain, I'm not doing it. Bish, you lying to yourself. Bish, you lying? You don't want to be like a part of nature. You don't want to go <laughs> frog it up, chill out in some water until you're boiled alive. Damn, put that all on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> frog it up. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Where back, is this coming from? <laughs> the back of the shirt, it just says... <laughs> It's just that you don't want to. Put- <laughs> I can't do it. I'm sorry. Ooh, on the back of the T-shirt, it just says you don't want to boil alive. <laughs> I have to laugh because this is yeah. so traumatic. Oh, okay. Oh my god, it's traumatic. Yeah, these people die. Well, not for real. It's a movie, but <laughs> yeah, um, in the movie. Yeah, they're just nice backpackers. They get in a hot spring, and then they die. Yeah. That's really sad. Yes. Yes, it is. And we're supposed to be like, oh, they're just backpackers or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They're like nothing. They're like not even a problem. They don't matter at all. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. I can't keep it together. It should be noted that we stopped watching this movie... To make coffee. Oh, right. Well, they, yeah, because they start having a bunch of coffee. A ton. Like uh, Sarah Connor owns a coffee shop in this timeline. Like, a, um, I don't know. It seems like a convenience store and she just likes coffee. So she put in um, a really nice coffee maker. Yeah. So many movies have coffee shops and shit like that. Like Friends just fucked it up for everything. I mean, Sonic. One and two. Moronic. Sonic Moronic. They have and stupid Mario. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> <laughs> they have a really cool coffee shop in Sonic. I feel like that was the most dad thing I've ever done. <laughs> the kid was talking about Sonic and Mario, and I said, <laughs> "Stupid Mario and Moronic." I'm so proud of myself. 
Even though I'm, I really don't care. I like them both. They're fine. So deadly. Deadly. Oh, my goodness. Deadly do. This film. So, Pierce Brosnan is checking things out. He immediately is like, yo, the town's going to blow. Calls a town meeting. Starts freaking people out. (laughs) And then his boss shows up and is a total dickhead. His boss was a dickhead from the jump. I think we established that... He sent him to work on his vacation. He's insisting that he needs to be on vacation, but then gives him a job. Yeah, like, no wonder this man is super frazzled and thinks the world's going to explode. Super frazzled. He's frazzled. He's yeah. John Frizzled. He's John Frizzled. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he does. It's a direct quote. This thing is going to blow. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I quaff the movie. <laughs> And he's basing this off of the hot spring, and then they found them, the kids, found some dead squirrels. I guess that's an indication. Yeah. Yeah. Things, it's it's very much like a horror movie. Yeah. The way a lot of it works, but tonally, it's more of your action disaster. I'm trying to think of a director other than Michael Bay. Um, I can't think of anybody that jumps out. Or anybody that is significant um, that is well known, but um, it, it does have a similar tone to so many things, and it, it's that like step by step. This is what's going wrong. This mm-hmm. is the boy crying wolf, as it were. Yeah, it's just a waste of time. It's a it's a lot of time wasted in these movies. It's because meant because to so drag much is ine- in- inevitable from the damn title of it. Yeah, um, yeah, it becomes tedious in that. A little bit. You have to involve politics, I think, too. Um, The general politics of this film is we don't want tourism to go down, so we're not going to freak people out by saying the volcano's going to blow. I know. That's the only real conflict, I think, other than the the major conflict of the disaster. But that's inevitable. It's nobody's fault. So, yeah, you have to create some sort of uh, better intended and less well-intended people. Yes. And... uh, that's where that all comes from, and it's not interesting at all. We have been introducing our child to Star War. Star War? Yeah, the whole Star War. The sagas. Yeah. They have a lot of this political stuff injected into Phantom Menace, and it's really what turns you, everybody off to it, other than the you know poor choices with the voice acting. But Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, poor choices. All the way around. But it is too political. I didn't think this film was too political in the way that uh, it is just the point of conflict to drag it out. As soon as we get past that point of conflict, it's all action. But the weight of it all is why I compare it to Star Wars, because it really means jack shit in light of the major storm a-coming. Yeah. Uh, None of it really matters. No. Especially at the end, none of it matters. It's just a, it's a way to delay things. It's a way to create more tension and to delay, to get to the big reveal. Um, just like Star Wars, this child is Jesus and he is about to be the biggest Jedi in the world. He's basically a volcano yeah. with a lightsaber. Uh, and that's <laughs> what this movie is actually. Right. This definitely. movie is Phantom Menace. Star Wars. Yes. Which came out two years later. Phantom Menace ripped this off, didn't it? Yeah, it came out yeah. two years after this yep. film. Yep. Yeah. And Digman. Yeah, Lucas ev- would have been like in his tidy whiteies, right in the center's basement, watching Dante's Peak. Now I feel like you're giving me a lesson on film history here. This film has inspired so many <laughs> other works. It's 
It inspired Digman. It inspired Star Wars. Fundamental viewing uh, for any film lover. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So happy I could bring this Criterion classic. I don't even know how far we want to go into details with this. There's so much going on. Is there? There's flirty moments that I kind of want to talk about, like Pierce Brosnan around children. Bizarre to me. I don't know if he has kids or not, but he is not good around kids. He doesn't have kids in the movie. He has to act like he is good around kids. He really takes a liking to these kids. I don't know, man. It's hard to understand his character so much. Other than he's traumatized by losing a loved one, but then he just loves everybody and he wants to save everybody from volcanoes now. But it's also like, I think a really good summary is how far are you willing to go for the hookup? Right? Because he's willing to like, we get these little moments where him and Linda Hamilton are kind of like really flirting and and we're going to have like a scene. It is an R-rated film. We think we're leading up to a sex scene. And then nope. So it's postponed and postponed and postponed until eventually he has to drive up a mountain while a volcano is erupting (laughs) to go get this woman's kids and mother-in-law-ish. Right. Right. Is Linda Hamilton married? We don't know. She was, I think. But is she divorced? You know, in the legal sense. Well, I don't know if she's legally divorced. I don't know if she's... She's definitely filing head of household on her tax return because she's been separated for more than six months and And she has dependents. So, you know. Definitely Uh, (laughs) the main caregiver for those kids. Uh, (laughs) But uh, no, clearly she was married to this guy. I don't know that they officially do. He bounced. Yeah. That's all we know. We don't know if there's paperwork to finalize a divorce. I don't think she's like proper divorced. She may have not have been like proper married. I, she does refer to the grandma's ex-mother-in-law though. Yes. So maybe she is divorced. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, I refer to your mom as my mother-in-law and we're not married. Um, so it's like maybe they were not married to begin with. So it's cool if he just like dips out. But why out. would she bother going through the like, whole explanation and say ex-mother-in-law? What I'm trying to say is it doesn't even matter. At all. At all. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's now there, and he is trying to save everybody. We finally get to the moment where uh, he is very flirty, and then they discover that the water is bad and yeah. full of sulfur. They go down to the water place, and they're like, oh, yeah, it smells like eggs. Get the fuck out. And then they go get Pierce's boss. <laughs> And that's when he finally is like, okay, cool. Like, yes, this is definitely happening. I'm so sorry. I was a dick and I believe you. Yeah. There was a moment where a dude got himself all wrecked because of an earthquake while they were um, looking at the volcano and everybody ignores that this shit is happening. Yeah. So many things are piling up and everybody wants to just brush it off. Guy's name is Terry. Terry is literally in a cast and they're like, nope. Nothing to see here. Like, we're good. Oh, he's got the coolest uh, cuts on his face, too. Yeah, it's like three stripes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a moment in Twister where they're, like, hiding in an auto parts shop from a Twister. And uh, one of my favorite characters gets sliced on the forehead kind of the same way. Mm. They're the same movie. Yeah. I have a type. It's this. They're very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, we're past like the main conflict. P- 
people not believing Pierce Brosnan and we're in it. And shit just hits the fucking fan. We all get stuffed inside a gym. It's like 20,000 people is the population. So maybe like half of that are all forcing themselves into this high school gym. Yeah. Just to say, stay calm. Don't leave in a hurry. Something they should have done a week prior. Yeah. So they're already a week late getting to it. And then they try to pile the entire fucking town into one school. And, I mean, I get it. In the gym, everybody standing. But why not just go to a park, get a PA? Seriously, go outside, you know? So you can even, like, have the mountain right there as your visual context. But these are silly criticisms for, you know... Uh, we're we're really nitpicking this movie at this point. It just seems bizarre that the seismologist, geologist, whatever you want to call him, size ge- geologist, seismologist, seismologist is that's what. No, those are the people at the theme parks that guess your weight and height. <laughs> seismologist. Yeah. Uh, that's good. That's good. It's weird that he is so concerned. And yet he is like, yes, get everybody inside the exact same gym because we're totally not expecting earthquakes. But like, yes, this thing is going to blow. It's weird. It's a weird moment. Uh, And then we find out like the kids have drove up the mountain because grandma won't leave. Okay. Let's talk about this because this is this is where I want to talk. Okay. This is where. And I think other pointless things have happened already. Plenty of pointless things, right? This is the most pointless aspect of this entire... This I, I talked about killing time and just wasting time just to get to the inevitable explosion. The grandma has been kind of obstinate for most of this movie. Meaning, even, even when they go to drop the kids off, she says, No, let's just join you. I'm going to come with you. Now. Yeah. It's like, no, Grandma, we were supposed to drop them off so we could go handle the business. Yeah. And she just twists everything to suit her, and she just always has to do it differently. She just wants to be as inconvenient as humanly possible. Yes. Yeah. And she doesn't want to leave the mountain. Doesn't believe anything's happening. She's been there for a while. It's all anecdotal. I mean, this is all triggering, one. But yeah. two, uh, it is just dumb. This This movie sucks because these kids... Steal a car. Yes. Go to try to save the grandma while the thing is erupting. Yeah. Which is the worst possible time. (laughs) I don't know why I had to explain that. But they finally save her, of course, Mm. somehow. I mean, it makes no sense that they can turn around and drive right back up the mountain. Right. It makes no sense. Right. Here's my question. We both grew up in the country. Rural. Rural. How old were you when you first started, um, when you first drove? Drove? Drove what? Drove a car. A car. Yeah, not a lawnmower, a car. Properly, like 15. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I grew up in the country, and I've been driving since I was like 12. Yeah, I mean, I've been riding uh, motorbikes and different things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four-wheelers or the lawnmower or whatever it might be, but like proper car driving since I was 12. I think that's the first time I drove. Okay. My point here, though, is I was driving um, a minivan that was an automatic, Mm -hmm. 
right? These kids are driving an old-ass truck that is a manual. I didn't even pay attention to that. I didn't know how to drive stick until I was like 17. So the fact that this little kid who has to be able to reach the clutch yeah. is driving this truck up the mountain. Yeah, in in the worst conditions you could ever drive. Right, it's just totally illogical. Yeah. And and we've been to Washington too. Like, I hate driving in Washington, partially because I saw this movie. But driving on a mountain is already nerve... It's like the worst conditions for a child to be driving in. It's terrifying. So they get up there, though. Somehow they get up there. Somehow the mom and... Um, James Bond get up there and <laughs> they they save the grandma. They get the fuck off the mountain somehow. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. There's so much bizarre drama that goes down yes, here. So yes. they find the grandma and the kids. Everybody's together. Dope. They're inside the house. And for some bizarre reason, like grandma just wants to go through old photos. <laughs> Dog, grandmas will find any opportunity to go through old photos. Yes. It's so bad. Like, any opportunity. And like, I'm going to be a grandma someday and I'm going to like subject whomever to my weird old photo fetish. And I know that I'm going to do thinking. this. Wishful thinking. Sure. <laughs> Who knows? We never know. I might get blown away by a volcano. You but- might be the oldest lady. Right. You could be the oldest lady. Oh, my God. Not likely. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> no, I don't know. Hilarious. No. <laughs> no. I don't know why I just said that. Uh, I don't want to do that. The grandma's being very difficult. They finally get her, like, downstairs. They're going out of the house. And then the whole entire fucking wall comes through. And it's like yeah. lava. And sh- oh, like, my God. They're looking at a damn... Uh, surge protector or some shit at some point like trying to plug something in and just kind of like going about their business as if nothing is crumbling around them which literally everything is the uh, surge protector thing that is in the office where all the um science people are that thought, was not inside i thought you were house. about to say that was in the book and <laughs> it was not it, i was terrified at the thought that this was based on a, a novel but uh yeah the, the they step out the door and it's just like all hell has broken loose yeah. the second they decide to recognize it. Very quantum theory. I mean, I don't hate that. Uh, sure. But, man, movies are very much like that if you think about it. Because time never works like it should. Yeah. Things either take too long. Yeah. Or not long enough. They happen so fast. Like, this person shows up in a place and it's like, how the fuck did they get there like that? Right. 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 Um, lava. Right. 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 Right, right, right. Right. Lava is coming through the wall. This is terrifying. I am scared as a kid watching that. (laughs) Like, it freaked me out. Um, But it also, like, fascinated me. I just was beyond excited about, like, volcanoes and shit. And I want to say it's because of this movie. It's a cool study of how that would work on a little town. I mean, that's interesting. Right. I think 90s movies are like an attempt at realism. We have like really, really gritty, real deal life experiences, but it's also like, okay, let's put these archetypes into a high pressure situation. What is the danger? Okay, asteroid or volcano. Yeah, and you have the ability to show large-scale devastation because CG is at a certain point to be able to do that. Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, although I will say a lot of the devastation we see in this is like models, and I yeah, love cool. that. Yeah, 
It's so neat. And now we can kind of tell, and, and the mystique is gone a I little bit. I think we tell back then, but it was fine. Well, when I was a kid watching this, I was like, wow, oh. how the fuck did they do this? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Through a kid's eyes. But now that I'm watching it, it, like, wow, this is cool. They really took the time to make these models to blow up a gas station. <laughs> Partially for fun, I'm sure, but like also for the film. Yeah, and and again, that's that is the thrill and highlight of this movie is kind of the devastation, the effect of this volcano. I am extra mad about the grandma stuff. These kids act recklessly. Mm-hmm. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. We get there. It's grandma. She's defiant. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. We look like we can't turn back. The bridge that we got here on is gone. I'm mad. Okay. We get grandma somehow to safety. She dies. Okay. All of this for absolutely nothing. Nothing. Except to traumatize the fuck out of these kids. Big waste of time. Dude, the way grandma dies is so upsetting. And I was not um, allowed to watch that part of the movie. Uh, my first viewing. Uh, I think my first few viewings, right? Viewings. So this. Wow. This movie is so dull, Kate. This is still like a relatively new concept, the whole grandma thing. Uh, she. Grandma, the concept of grandmas? Is foreign to is me, foreign absolutely. To you. Yes. I don't think so. <laughs> but they're in a boat because the road is taken out. They have oh, to get into yeah. the this boat. Part, this part's pretty awesome, actually. And like the this. pond has turned into acid. Oh my fucking God. There's like a Stephen King short film or something where there's like a monster in the lake. Do you know what I'm talking about? And it's like eating people. It's like a giant trash monster Mm -mm. acid thing. No, I don't know that. Uh, They're all stuck on a little dock out in the middle of a pond, lake, river. Pond, lake. And then there's this giant oil slick monster. Cool. Oh, that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. yes. We, yeah, we saw that in. Um, was it like a? It was some Stephen King short film collection. Yeah, what was it? A uh, creep show or something? Probably. Yeah, something like that. Um, it reminds me a lot of this whole in the boat scene. The boat is being eaten by the acid. The yeah. kids are like putting their feet up and stuff. You called it. The engine eventually gets eaten by yeah, the like, acid. Yeah, if it's eaten through that, how the fuck is the engine lasting? Yeah. So they are like within eyesight of the dock. They are like super fucking close. <laughs> Grandma hops the fuck out the she boat. Hardcore. Oh my God. And I'm like screaming at the TV at this point. I'm he's like, Grandma. Been, before that, he's been trying to, because the engine's gone, he's trying to like paddle by wrapping his jacket or his over he doesn't have a jacket on it's like a a button up like a flannel yeah and he wraps that around his arm and he's going for a while it doesn't eat away at that shirt instantly at all but grandma gets out and good lord give her the life alert because she about to fall down and not be able to get up (laughs) Um, she looks like she is struggling yeah fucking grandma all of this is her fault and i think she realized it way too late Okay, so during the death scene, she and uh, the mom have this stupid-ass moment where they start apologizing about how cunty they were to each other. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Grandma. It's like, like, uh, now is not the time. Yeah. It it doesn't matter anymore. 
Oh my God. Just seeing like her legs completely chewed off by acid and like. <sighs> they weren't completely chewed off. They just seemed crushed up. Like, I, it was I thought she was going to live. Painful. I thought she was going to live. No, no, no. But she like, does the, the whole like pass out, die thing. Because she's in so much pain. That would be so painful. She deserved that shit. The, oh my god <laughs> she's so obstinate about the damn volcano but she did not deserve to go out like that i will say anybody hey. who was straight up obstinate about the volcano dies right because we quickly cut to because the volcano's the terminator it is it really is <laughs> in a way people out here um we flip over to see the other seismologist team members oh, dipping yeah. they're leaving yeah. right and they're trying to cross this bridge um, that looks like every fucking bridge in Washington. Yep, but mad debris. But mad debris. Um, so much debris. The levee has broken. Yeah, when the levee breaks, mama, you got to pay. Yeah. And they did pay. This, uh, the boss. Yeah. Uh, he paid for being a doubter and trying to be all high and mighty on the homie. Yeah. Uh, you can't, you can't do that to James Bond. Yeah. So the character's name is Dreyfus. Dreyfus. I'm Richard Dreyfus. His name is Paul Dreyfus. I'm Paul Dreyfus. Um, he does not jump out of the van because he's he's trying to drive this. <laughs> he's trying to drive the van across a bridge that is now broken. Instead of like getting broken. the fuck out and jumping, it's destroyed. Yeah, it is crooked. And I there's no fucking way that van is doing anything. He just watched two like military grade vehicles basically jump and struggle. Yeah. Yeah, your Dodge Ram eighteen passenger van is it was not like an getting Astro across. Van or some shit. It was, it was not an Astro. Sad. No. Okay. So here's the funny part. My family had an oh, Astro. I'm sorry, Econoline. There you go. That's what it was. That's it. Um, my family had an a red Astro, that exact same color, and this van is like a minivan put on a truck chassis. It is a tank. Yeah. And then um, my my parents' church had these giant red vans, the exact same ones, the Dodge Ram 18-passenger vans. Dodge Ram. And I would think about that scene where that man dies every single time I got in those vans. Terrifying. <laughs> Weird. And <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be like, ah, oh, church, we're going to go help people. That's why we're piling no, into the van. Get- no. Yeah, no, so I'm you're, you're about, just praying you don't get stuck on a bridge the whole time. Exactly, exactly <laughs> right. We went on a ski trip. I thought I was going to piss myself. I was so scared. So did that happen? Um, no, that was after they have to cross the river to get to Grandma, right? In Grandma's gen- already dead, I think. When they do that? Yeah, when the... Because uh, there's cars chasing them into the river. Oh, no, that's not what it is. That, they, that's when they first decide to go help and get Grandma and get the kids. Yes. They, they deviate from whatever normal paths there are, and he drives through the woods. We already commented on how silly that was. Fuck no. Several cars follow him, and then they go into the river, and he's got a snorkel. Mm-hmm. The car has a... What is this? I feel like I've seen these before, but They're I, definitely I did a not thing. understand that this was a thing. My understanding is your engine should never be completely submerged in water, regardless of if you have a snorkel or not. So it's attached to like the carburetor or something? It's attached to the muffler so the engine doesn't flood. Uh, okay. That's the premise, I think. Okay. But you should never submerge your entire engine. Like right. even with uh, the duck boats. 
Don't you don't submerge the entire engine. That's bad. That's bad. That's real bad. Okay. And the water, like, coming up in the car, they hit every single fear factor for me. <laughs> like, every single one. Um, Wait, like, the the show fear factor? Yeah. These are my factors of fear. <laughs> they hit all of them. Oh, okay. I am upset. Gotcha. Okay, Grandma's dead. They're driving through town to further traumatize the kids after, like, seeing their grandmother die from being eaten by These acid. These kids failed, too. Uh, there, there are. It's snowballing the trauma here. Yeah, it's crazy. They're failing the kids. Well, the kids failed to save grandma. They and did. they wasted everybody's time. Oh shit! Yeah, damn. There are these layers kids are going to need trauma. help. Yes. Yes. Oh my god! They've seen people die. They've seen their own grandmother die. They feel like it's their fault. They could potentially feel and very easily feel like it's their fault. They could also feel like, God damn it, grandma, this is all your fault. They could feel like they almost got everybody killed. Yeah. Because they almost did. Yeah. So the top finally blows. Volcano is exploding. They drive into a mine and they're just stuck there. And this is like the final fear factor. Like there's not people turning into not people. Yeah. I'm too claustrophobic claustrophobic for what he's dealing with when he gets strapped in the car. Seriously. Yeah. Oh my God. He, like his arm is broken and he is crunched in there. And then we just flash to like home base for the other seismologists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, uh, hey, how long has this Flushing light been light? blinking? Oh, it's blinking. Oh, like a day or two. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he's like, he says, yes. Like, he is just thrilled that it's only been a day or two, which I kind of get. But I'd be more like, oh, my God, that's still a little bit too long. Guys. Like we're let's, failing get, let's go take care of this. Our friend. Right, right. They get him out. It's beautiful. End of the movie. Oh, yeah. We didn't see his arm all fucked up when he got out of the we car did. either, did we? Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's in a cast. They, like, oh, quickly right. yeah. put it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then everybody flies away in a helicopter like it's the end of Jurassic Park. Everybody flies away in a helicopter. Beautiful. They're going to yeah. go fishing. I, yeah. America. Too much. Too much happening. How low do you have to lay after all this to balance yourself retire. out? Retire. The kids are going to retire too? I think so. Draw Social Security at six? I mean, the mom is out of work. She is no longer a mayor or a owner of a small business. Oh, yeah. She can't do either of those. He should. Well, she could be a small business owner. It's pretty easy. We've established doesn't take much. It does not take much to start an LLC. That's right. If that's on your bucket list, just do it. Why not? Cost you 50 bucks. <laughs> is that really all it is? Pretty much. Oh my God. I was on a date one time. I'm sorry I'm telling this, but I was on a date one time and this guy was bragging about how he had a LLC for his DJ business. <laughs> it was great. Um, Wait, was his name Kevin? No, it was Kyle. <laughs> 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 that was really close. Um, <laughs> it was a K name. K name. Oh my God. I didn't know how easy it was. And now that I'm. To DJ or to get LLC? Because <laughs> they're comparable. Yeah, I mean both. <laughs> DJ is just more expensive. Way more expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't know it was so easy. I was so impressed. Like, oh, wow. A DJ and you own a business? Wow. Wow. You have so stupid. limited liability in the state of Virginia. <laughs> How nice. <laughs> That's pretty much the film. I I've got nothing left to say here. 
that is the film. Mm-hmm. Everybody dies, but also everybody is saved, if that makes any sense. Yeah, only the doubters die. Yeah. Not a lot of people die. Not as many people as uh, in the first scene. So oh. I guess a ton of people die in this. Yeah. 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 When you really think about it, they're just trying to... Th- this movie's a wash. <laughs> <laughs> what? How? The first scene, we lose everybody. Yeah. And Except for... The, the second explosion, it's like, he saves everybody. So it's a net benefit... Uh, not net benefit. It's just like, you know, he saved people to make up for all the people that he lost. Yeah, sure. Sure. I don't know. It would be cooler if like two people made it out of Columbia and then like only two people died in this and it was grandma That's and pretty much what Dreyfus. Kind of what happened. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, hey, Ryan, what's your hey, highlight? Me. Hey, you. My highlight. Uh, I only wrote one thing down. Let's see, what does it say? The moment where he says, son of a bitch pilot wants to renegotiate his rate. <laughs> I love the labor representation in this movie. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this this guy realizes he's got them bent over. He can get some more money right now. That seems more like capitalism. Uh, it's opportunistic growth. But Actually, right? you're right. You're right. Thank you. You're right. It's still a fun moment, though. He it's... Rec- office you recognize the power in that moment the power of exploitation this is like um triangle of sadness a little bit oh yeah yeah Yeah, you've been affleck we don't need to spoil that movie but yes no uh low light is um well i wrote squirrel magnet maggots a good one they do shoot to it a lot Pretty gross, but ultimately, my least favorite part of this whole movie is when they start singing Row Your Boat, <laughs> Row, Row, Row Your Boat on the Acid River. Yeah. Like, it was so sad and annoying. <laughs> you know, I, I just try to sometimes picture myself in these scenes, like if I'm there. Oh, God. And how just infuriating that would be. So, yeah, did not love that. I would have been screaming. Had no love for it. Yeah. All right, uh, made me view person, person that made me view. Uh, what is your highlight for this movie that you brought to the show? My highlight is. All right, everybody, I'm happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But this video is the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Yeah, buddy, that was Oh Sheila by Ready for the World, 1985, I don't know, R&B song, pop song. Yeah. Um... In a very Prince style. Oh, Prince wrote this. No. No? No. What? Yeah. Really? I had always thought that Prince wrote this and not necessarily liked it because of that fact, but um, probably felt more affectionate, affection yeah. for it because it was a Prince song, but I don't. it's not. That's... Just he's mad. He's mad about this, right? Like he, he was. He's mad. definitely been asked about it, and I would imagine, yeah, that's not fun. 
Yeah. But it's also like pat on the back. People are imitating you. True. Right? That's evolution. If another member of the species is doing the same thing that you're doing, you're doing the right thing. I wouldn't fault anyone for thinking it is Prince. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, once you know that, it's there's pretty obvious things that kind of probably jumped out already as weird mm. that make it obvious it's not Prince. The drum beat is Prince. The mix of the drum beat, not Prince. Now that okay. you're saying that, like, I can, I can hear it. It's not as tight overall. I think even the vocal delivery and some of the structural choices are clearly not like Prince. The lyrics, lyrics for are sure. lacking. And a little bit lazy. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. He goes deedle-dee at some point. He does the thing I do. Doodle-doodle-deedle-dee. Like yeah. He, yeah. Like they just didn't finish the rest of the lyrics. They knew they had a jam. They knew they were going to sell yeah. it anyway. Because, oh, Sheila, that... Oh, that's good. I do know this song, and I did always think that it was somehow Prince related. Prince, it's a Prince cousin. It's a what? You don't really have that name in royalty, like a royal cousin, a duke or duchess. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, they're dukies. They're dukies or duchesses. Huh. So that's what makes them dukes. Kind of. Um, they're either bestowed. That honor, or they are somehow related to the crown. They're beast owed. Yeah. Hmm. Like somebody can just be really dope, and then you're like, oh, you are now the Duke of Sussex. Right. Yeah. That was my understanding, was you could be like anointed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can be like Duke (laughs) third in line or or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Number two, Duke. Uh, Princes who are like the second born son are assigned dukedom sometimes, right? How did we start talking about dukes? Uh, Ready for the world. Talking about Prince. Oh, Sheila. Oh, Sheila. Oh, Sheila. So, so it's, catchy. It's a good song, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for watching the video. I don't know how much we can talk about it because it's pretty straightforward. It's like nothing. There's not a lot going on. And even stylistically, the way they dress and perform is somewhat like Prince. It's not edgy at all. It's not really doing anything. It's sexy. Is it? Yeah, I I think it is sexy, but it's not. God, that just sounded so clinical. Yes, I think this is a sexy uh, music video. (laughs) However, it's not as sexy as Prince. Prince is, like, scary he's so sexy. Yeah. He's so sexy it is scary. Yeah, like, you you run away screaming. He's so sexy. In pleasure. I don't know. And then you hide in a place where you're definitely going to be found. Yeah. That's how sexy he is. (laughs) What is this, like, emotional fantasy we just played through? (laughs) Oh, Sheila. This is sexy, but it's not sexual no the song is but the video is not the video just stays put it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't visit anything new it seems like it was made in a rush because they knew the song was going to be a hit and they were like okay we need to just get this on mtv or whatever rehearsal footage yeah (laughs) kind of yeah all right well i i can't necessarily recommend people watch this video the song though Still slaps. Yeah. Love this joint. Yeah. 
Um, sorry, it is not uh, Prince adjacent or involved, but um, either way, it's a good song. It is. You got a highlight? Um, anytime we zoom up on somebody playing keyboard or bass, there's like a funky camera angle <laughs> and some cool lighting. I liked that. Yeah. I wanted more of that. It was better than showing Kelly Clarkson's feet. Kelly Clarkson. Uh, low light. It doesn't <laughs> do anything. We stay in the same place. We have some weird like camera swipes, but it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Sheila is not in this. Yeah. That's why it's sexy, but yeah, not where's the sexual. Sheila? Huh. Yeah. Wow. I will... My background on this is I just watched it a lot and heard it a lot as a kid. Okay. Uh, I, it, I couldn't tell you anything other than, like, it's an earworm. Um, yeah. It, I don't remember watching the video a lot, but I, I've definitely seen it. Um, the highlight is uh, the uh, end of the... <laughs> The video where he jumps up and it freezes. It's kind of weird. Oh, I hated that. Um, I just thought it was funny. Uh, low light is, yeah, just kind of how basic it all is. And I was underwhelmed by the, the video. Because mm. um, I feel like it highlights the negative aspects of the song. Oh. All those things that are derivative or even lazy, like I said, um, that make it obvious. There's a break in it where it's like, dun, dun, dun. And it's like Prince would not do that. Um yeah, they're, it's aping without, like, totally nailing the landing there. Mm, okay. And uh, I, I think it, yeah, because it, it, the video highlights its flaws. It feels Sonically. like a photocopy of a photocopy. Yep, yep. Of a Prince song. Yep, it's a print of a Prince original. I'm, Prince was already writing music for so many other people. I know. That's why it's so easy to believe that he would have just given it. But then you realize, like, he would not have let let them get away with performing this in a lazy way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm shocked to see and hear how just little care they put into it. They knew they had the loop. They knew they were going to sell it. They did. Uh, all right. Well, this was ready for the world. They said, it's, it's already ready. It's ready for the world. It's ready. It's ready. Get it out give right it now. Go ahead, and go ahead and give it to him. We don't need to do too much. It's good. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, game on. Party time. Drug. My highlight is how beautiful the film is. It's gorgeous. They do an incredible job of showing you how beautiful this landscape is before totally destroying it. They do a great job of showing how it is destroyed by building you all these cute little models, little sets, and then demolishing them with water, fire, lava, combination of all three. It's a beautiful film. The clouds, the big smoke clouds, everything about this is so extreme and just beautiful. I am enamored with this landscape. Now that I know like this is definitely Washington, I'm even more enamored. The fact that Rainier is in this and that was such a like mountaintop beautiful experience for me, a highlight of my personal life. Also yeah. an active volcano. Also an active volcano. Yeah. Um I loved it. Uh I loved seeing it again. It made me feel 
nice just looking at it. Yeah, I, I get that. Right. Um, I, when I was a little kid, my favorite thing was the magic trick that um, Pierce Brosnan does. I don't for know the that I fully kids. understood the magic trick. The magic trick is stupid. Um, he makes he does all this like flim flam about a needle and a hair, um, but he does this trick. Oh, where the he moves napkin the thing, right. moves, yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. just like sliding it between his thumb and Didn't and he do two? I thought there was one he did before that. It was a domino trick. He just oh, set up right. some dominoes up and some then dominoes. like pulled a domino out of somebody's ear or something. Huh. Yeah. I, I thought that was so cool as a little kid. Now I watch it and I'm like, wow, the lengths this man is trying to go to to get to home plate. I find it all to be so bland. Yeah. He's not a very dynamic character in this. No. He doesn't change at all. He's Nothing. just a good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's Superman. Kinda. No cape, though. That would have burned up in the lava anyway. Yeah, no cap. No cap. <laughs> it's in America. Yeah. My low light is hard to pick i think the film goes too hard i think grandma dying because of acid too hard i think (laughs) (laughs) that is one toe too far over the line the dare warning uh, grandma died she took too much acid (laughs) don't do drugs it's too much uh, it, it's way too much. And I don't like that people are punished in this film for being skeptical or, or questioning. Oh. I don't like that they're punished for not just like believing the whim of a emotional, um, emotionally scarred scientist. I mean, I know you, I know how you feel about Q's theory. So yeah, that does track. Q's theory? What is Q's theory? What are you talking about? You're you're over here pushing your QAnon. Uh, oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> yeah, no, no. I people should be able to question shit <laughs> and not die, but also. Um, Adhere to Where's logic. the laptop? Where's Hunter Biden's laptop? Oh, Jesus Christ. I like that the film is very visual. I don't like how far they go with that visual. Cool. Keep the claustrophobia at the end of the movie. Great. If you want to make it really suspenseful, fine. Trap our leading man in a car. That's fine. But Trap like, our leading man in a car. Burning Grandma with Acid. My next album. It is terrifying and i said earlier that my first time watching this i like we skipped over that part so i wouldn't have to see it and i kind of like the film better without dead grandma (laughs) i think the whole grandma's existence doesn't need to be in this movie i remember like coming back from the bathroom or like wherever i was hiding and not even questioning where grandma was like, she's such a weird side character. It, it Literally, you take her out and, and nothing changes. Yeah, but then we're not at the top of the mountain. We lose 25 minutes attention. Yeah. How long was this movie? Uh, yeah, two hours? I think it's two hours. Yeah, you could hours. lose 25 minutes of this. You really could, but <laughs> it's meant to be like a big It's meant film. to be a big, long film? 
Yes. A it's big, hour 49, so you could not lose 25 minutes. You couldn't. They really needed grandma. They needed it. Grandma didn't need to die, okay? She didn't need to be in there, though. She really didn't. I could even be on board with Acid Lake, but Grandma does not need to get into the Acid Lake. Yeah, for her to be the one that jumped out, that's just madness. It's a real Jack and Rose situation. Oh, yes, but I compared it to uh, Fragile in Death Stranding. You did. Yes. And there's our Kojima reference for the night. Checked off the list. That's my low light. That's all I got. Ryan. Ma'am. Would you watch this film again? Hails to the gnaw. This is, I didn't watch this in the first place because it's exactly what I thought it would be. Really? Which is just like your derivative uh, disaster movie. I was never a big Pierce Brosnan guy. I didn't, everybody loves GoldenEye and I hate GoldenEye. Uh, because I hate the Pierce Brosnan Bond stuff. I thought you were going to say because you hate the video game. I don't like the video game anyway. Hmm. Or either. But, okay. um Yeah, here, I don't want to be so negative. Uh, I just don't want to watch this movie again. Because it's it, it doesn't do anything. I hear ya. I hear ya. It's just an if. What is the point of this movie? You yeah, know, a what if. What yeah, if a volcano a what if. exploded? Yeah. We know what happens. People's dies. People's dies. That's true. But maybe it's to make people more sympathetic to... The peoples that die from volcanic activity? Sure, yeah. I mean, it did make me real nervous for you, for like Puyallup, Washington and uh, oh, yeah. that area. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, definitely. I would hate to see that happen. There's some people there that are, that I like. Shout out. Hey, hey. Washington State. Yeah, man. The entire thing. The entire thing. I got love for anybody affected by these uh, suspicious mountains. It is a scary thing, and it is a big what if, but I think we also need these films to say, oh, it is possible to survive it because Pierce Brosnan did. <laughs> I think th- this could be done better. I, th- I, You know, I don't mind disaster movies, but they're all usually pretty shitty. Uh, they all usually are so thin on plot and, and what is, character what is... development. And it's just like, couldn't we still tell this, tell a story? And there are things like this, I think, where catastrophic events are happening in the background and mm-hmm. we're focusing on a smaller story, right? Um, what is the one where the Russians invade America and it's up to like four scrappy teens? Red Dawn. Red Dawn. There you go. Same thing. It's like everybody in the 80s had their Red Dawn plan. Mm-hmm. I think everybody in the 90s had their disaster plan. Sure. Yeah. Like Y2K. What if a volcano happened? Yeah. What if, what if Y2K causes the volcanoes to flood Grand Canyon with lava and... Um, all of the bees um, <laughs> die instantly and we can't live yeah. because our pollination problem causes us to starve. Yeah, we could no longer do like Red Scare films or Red, invasion Red films. Skeleton films so then what are the new what if films? Natural Disasters was like the Marvel. next thing. Marvel, Marvel what if? there you go. There you go. Ha-ha. There it is. What if, what if the Avengers fought uh, the volcano from uh, Dante's Peak? Right, right. So you are not making this bitch famous, but I would if you want to team it, team up the Avengers and attack it with the Avengers. You want to attack a volcano with the Avengers? Yep. Is the volcano an alien? 
Sure. Okay. It's an alien's um, pimple. That's kind of what Moana is. Moana is an alien's pimple. No, Moana is like the Avengers attacking a volcano. A word? In a weird way, kind of. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> They're trying to stop a volcano. They're trying to stop? In a way. I'm trying to stop. They're trying episode. to start, what is, what is uh, Taka? That's the name of like the, the volcano god. They're trying to stop Taka. I'm going to move on before I mispronounce you know how you any stop other Taka? words. How? You push the brake. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, have you learned anything about me? That you like these really kind of middle of the road disaster <laughs> movies. You bitch. Full of whiteness and just like... No, nothing but tension. Yeah, that was the other element we really didn't talk about. This opening of the film, it's talking about how nice and safe this town is. Oh, it's the second uh, best place to live in the United States, apparently. Yeah, population under 20,000. But That does sound nice. It does sound really nice. But it's like all white people. It yeah, is it all nice. white people. And the second Pierce Brosnan, who's like... Uh, out of town and out of towner i don't know a come here uh the second he comes into town the sheriff is immediately like and you are it's questionable yeah. so it's okay. like safe for people who live in the town it's not safe for people who do not i something just occurred to me go ahead pierce pierce bros bros nan pierce bros nan kill your brother's grandmother Pierce Brosnan killed his grandma. Pierce. He basically killed his grandma. Oh, 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 okay. Pierce, 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 your Brosnan. I want to look. I, now I have to watch all the Pierce Brosnan movies and see how many grandmas died in them. <laughs> That's a really good call. I like yep. it. Um, I'm sure. feeling it's a thing. We'll start another podcast. Watch no, all of we his will films. Not. <laughs> no. All righty. Well, uh, would you make this famous or. or Fuck yes. Okay. I'm watching Dante's Peak again. You were out doing something with somebody. I know somebody. nobody. You were that, like out with the boys. Yeah. And I watched this film like. That's crazy. I don't know. Four or five months ago. This movie not good. I love this movie. <laughs> I will watch it again. I love it. It goes hard. A little too hard in my opinion. But you keep saying that. And I, I think it goes very um, flaccid. <laughs> I say it's gone too hard. Excuse you say me, it's gone flaccid. not too hard so, enough. Not very flaccid. No, I'm saying it goes right there in the middle. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's whiskey dick in it. <laughs> That's the whiskey dick of movies. It is not. That's so upsetting. Oh, Ironic my God. Ironic considering there's an, a volcano. <laughs> really? Well. <laughs> a giant explosion. A giant explosion? Yes. I only have one question left. Okay. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. What we watching next? What we watching next? Okay, well, next, I didn't put a whole lot of... I, sometimes I like to watch the movie and see if I'm inspired to pick something from my list uh, based on what we watched tonight. I, I was just so drawn to something we've been wanting to watch. And we've been wanting to watch it a lot because we wanted to watch the sequel as well. It's probably not what you're thinking. It's not. We're watching the Australian classic, Crocodile Dundee. Oh, no! 
Okay. I'm excited. Yeah, we're, we've been wanting to watch the sequel, and it's like, well, we haven't even watched the first one. Uh, the first one is, yeah, pretty big for me as a kid, so let's okay. do it. I already assume it's going to be like Quigley Down Under, which I understand oh you have not seen. Get out of here. Okay, cool. Okay, Nothing like cool, that. Cool, cool, cool. This shit's iconic. It seems also like to have a Beverly Hills cop kind of vibe. Okay. Like he's a double agent or like he's huh. a spy from Australia. Okay. Sure. Interesting. Okay. I'm excited. I, I really don't know what Crackle Dial Crackle Dial D Dunder. <laughs> I don't know who he is. <laughs> But I'm going to find out. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Find us online. We are Look What You Made Me View on Instagram and at gmail.com. That's us. Oh, I'm so sorry. I said Gmail. It's actually pronounced Gmail. Oh. My bad. I don't think that matters when you're typing it. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time for... Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> bye bye. Mm hmm. It's coffee time. Coffee, 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 coffee. Cappuccino. Java. Yes.